When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Oil Spills Podcast. I'm host Craig Ellingson. I'm with Hockey Hall of Fame writer Jim Matheson. We'll talk about a former oiler who is now the general manager of the Minnesota Wild, Bill Guerin. He had the nickname, I remember, Billy the Butcher when he first played in Edmonton. I think maybe he got his stick up a couple too many times. You know, he'd spent the last, what, five years as the assistant to Jim Rutherford in Pittsburgh. And of course, the Penguins won back-to-back cups while he was there. You know, Jim Rutherford's going into the Hall of Fame this fall. He is a, I guess you could call him a legendary general manager. He's been one for a long time. Pittsburgh is a successful organization. They had Garen there as a player, and then I, he transitioned into working in the front office there, you know, eventually becoming the assistant general manager. So he's, you know, learned the ropes. As a player, he was a power forward. Scored 40 goals a couple of times, including, was it the year he went to Boston from Edmonton? I believe so, yeah. He he was, you could count on Billy Guerin for 20 goals pretty much every year. 13 times he got 20 or more goals. So yeah, you could always count from Billy Guerin for that many goals. Really good player. That was a good, an interesting trade, you know, Jason Arnett for Bill Guerin. They both ended up playing more than 1,250 NHL games got traded for one another, which doesn't always turn out that way. You know, Garen coming from New Jersey and Arnett going to the Devils. Um, that turned out great for both teams. I don't think the the Billy Garen trade to Boston for Anson Carter worked out quite as well. Somebody's going to uh, win Anson sometimes. Anson was a good NHL player, but Garen was a better NHL player, but that came down to money too. The owners didn't have enough to pay Bill Guerin back in those days. You know, they were hanging on by a thread with it. The uh, ownership group here, the Cal Nichols group, uh, to survive as a as a contending team. They didn't have enough money. And and it was always, you know, the Guerin trade came out of nowhere. I mean, it was in November, and all of a sudden, Guerin traded to Boston for Anson Carter. And at the time, Guerin was point of game player. I think he tw- 21 points in 24 games. And he got traded right out of nowhere. So, and uh, played several more years before he retired, uh, winning a cup in Pittsburgh and uh, you know, on Jersey before he got to the Oilers. So, really good player and a good, real smart guy. Smart, interesting, funny, funny guy and people person. And I think I think he'll be fine as a as a general manager. You never really know. The last one they had there, Paul Fenton, didn't pan out in. Paul was pretty smart too when he worked for David Poyle. Didn't pan out. Um, so I don't know if you ever know when you you bring in a guy who was an assistant GM whether he can do the job as when he's you know in the big boy chair having to make all the decisions. But eventually, most of the the good GMs were assistants at one time before they become. You know, Ken Holland was, just didn't become the general manager in Detroit. 
Ray Shiro didn't just become the, you know, general manager uh, in Pittsburgh. You know, he came from somewhere else. So the good ones, you know, Steve Eisenman, the same way, you know, they have to start somewhere. And I hope, you know, he's in the same conference as the owners. So we'll see Bill Guerin more than before when he's working for the Penguins. Paul Fenson was a former player too. And he was working in a front office, whether that was in Nashville or wherever else for a long time before he got his shot this past year. I kind of wonder, most if not all GMs, most of them have played. They were NHL players, obviously. But what is it about Bill Guerin? I mean, he's never been the GM. We talk about his leadership abilities, his, you know, he was a, he was a star NHL player for a time, um, top line player. But what separates him from the pack? Why why take him? I think he's a people person. I think he'll I think he'll hire people and let them do their job. I don't think he's a micromanager. I think he learned at the feet of a really good general manager in Jim Rutherford, who gave him some some authority and included him in all the you know, the the signings and trades for his input. Uh, so he just wasn't out there as he just didn't have a title. I think what happened in Minnesota was Paul Fenton came in and it became a very inclusive group, you know, very small. And and he wanted you know, he wanted to run things kind of in his own his own way and didn't have enough other people, you know, looking for opinions from enough other other people. And uh you know, I I think Garen's MO has always been whenever he goes to another team, he's well liked. He fits in, uh, and he's in. He in Pittsburgh, he was able to help younger players, you know, uh, you know, climatize, get acclimated to the NHL. And I think in Minnesota, I, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to a great team. I think he's going to a team that's kind of treading water in Minnesota. It's in transition, it's in ways. transition. Um, Paul Fenton got rid of a lot of of their core players with some trades that um, didn't necessarily work out because he, you know, he felt that he had to, you know, shake things up. Uh, in Bill's case, I, I, I don't think he ever turned, it's like being a coach. You never turn down your first opportunity to take a look at that team and says, I don't want to work there. No, you want to be, you want to be a coach in the NHL and think you can make it work. And as a general manager, I think it'll be much the same. He, he looks at Minnesota as a, is a middle of the road team, but they got some good prospects, and and hopefully those prospects get to Minnesota while he's the GM, and they get better. So, and he's in a hockey market. Minnesota's a great hockey market. Uh, it's kind of like a, it's almost a Canadian market. They know their hockey in Minnesota, so he's moving into an, an a, a city and a state that knows their hockey. So that that's a good opportunity for him as well, and. Wouldn't be surprised if his good friend Doug Waite is working with him too in some capacity. It's the state of hockey, is it not? Yes. And Doug's uh, collecting money for the New York Islanders now not to not to uh, work, and but they're fast friends from from playing on, on all the U.S. Olympic teams, and certainly played together on the same line in Edmonton. So we'll see. Trying to think about. You know, what separates Bill Guerin from Paul Fenton? I'm sure when Paul Fenton came in a year ago, I mean, I would have to think most general managers are people persons. They, they're the, the leader of the hockey operations side. 
when you're hiring, and obviously there's only so many people available at any given time when a team is hiring somebody. So you can't just have the pick of whoever you want. Maybe the general manager you think would be perfect for your team is currently running the Stanley Cup champion or something like that. Not available. You got to choose somebody to do it. But I think about what makes what makes a great GM a great GM, great like GMs, the Sam Pollocks or Glenn Sathers or Bill Torres great or GMs whoever. designate. They hire people and let them do their job. They delegate. Yeah. yeah. They don't know everything about everything. Mm-hmm. They know a lot, but they don't know everything about everything. And they're more than willing to say, I don't know enough about that. So, but they hire people and let them do their job. Because, you know, even the more recent examples, I named the three guys from the past, but Doug Armstrong or Stan Bowman or even Dean Lombardi in LA, is that what they do or did? Oh, I think, I think Dean hired you know, Daryl Sutter and sure. he wanted a coach and he got a coach and making that, the certain moves that need to be done. Yeah. And you know? I think I'm sure that Bill now is, he's, it's, you aren't hired to be the general manager in, in May or all of a sudden you're hired at the end of August mm-hmm. to be a GM of a team that you don't really know. I'm sure he did his homework before, you know, the interviews, but you know, you don't know exactly who's working for the team and the management part of things. If they're good or, or whatever at their job, you don't want to, you don't want to just come in and throw everybody out. You know, who's who's a the head of pro scouting, head of amateur scouting, whatever. At this late date, so I mean, I think he's a little hamstrung there. Um, but I think his reputation is such that around the league. And from from other general managers who've who've, who've talked to Bill at, at GM meetings and such when he's been there as an assistant, I think he has a pretty good grasp of what needs to be done as a GM. And that's all you know. It's not like he quit two years ago, and you know, and suddenly he's a GM. He's been working at this for some time, and I I'm sure he's applauded by all the other assistant GMs. You know, okay, they picked an assistant GM. They just didn't go out and get somebody else who was fired as a GM and and ought, you know give him the job. So there's there's hope for all the other, other assistant GMs too. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't think Bill Guerin was interviewed for the Oiler job though. I was going to get around to asking. I don't think he was. He, I don't think he was a candidate here, whether it was the team or him. Yeah, not. I could, to, I could be wrong, the job. I don't but know. I, he certainly was, didn't get down, say, to the final four or anything like that. You know, so um, I just, he, Paul Fenton got hired because Craig Leopold knew him from Nashville when Leopold was, was the owner. So there was a certain comfort level that he knew Paul Fenton. And I'm sure he asked David Poyle, can Paul Fenton do the job? And David, you know, thought he could do the job. Uh, and but it turned out he didn't. He couldn't. So um, in this case, I'm sure Craig Leopold phoned Jimmy Rutherford. Said, Could this guy do the job? And Jimmy said, Yeah, he can. So I guess it remains to be seen if he can. But I you know, personally, I think it's a good hire, and I think he'll, I think he'll do a good job. And you're right. I mean, Craig Leopold did phone Jim Rutherford. I mean, I read Michael Russo in the Athletic, you know, out of Minneapolis, St. Paul. If I recall, you know, the article heavily, you know, Leopold heavily considered what Rutherford had to tell him 
you know, but I can imagine that a year ago, all a lot of the similar things were being said about Paul Fenton. The one thing that kind of grabbed me reading the Russo thing was Rutherford said it came down to a gut feeling. And, you know, when I hear that sort of thing, you know, it's intuition. I mean, Jim Rutherford is a veteran NHL executive, general manager of a few different teams, successful, um, well-respected, going to the Hall if, of Fame. If, if, if Jim Rutherford all these years, if he'd hired Bill Guerin and then a couple of years into it says, yeah, he doesn't work hard enough at it or... He wouldn't be there. He wouldn't be there. You know, Jim, Jim's pretty smart. He's not... He, Bill, you know, he, he got Bill's foot in the door. Uh, but if if two years into it, he was still living off the fact that I'm Bill Guerin, I played in the NHL and I'm a good guy, but I don't want to, want to work too hard at this, he wouldn't still be there. But Bill obviously wanted to learn everything there was about scouting and, and all the other things that go on into being a GM. And, and he was a very valuable part of Jim Rutherford's uh, inner circle. So I, I trust Rutherford ex explicitly. I mean, I imagine there are, you know, obviously every single team has a captain. Every single team has players that are looked towards as being leaders. And obviously some are better than others because some teams do well in the playoffs, win Stanley Cups, and some don't. All the different qualities that you look towards players as leaders and how that translates into working in management, not everybody does that, obviously. No, and and I think and the, I think the more times you interview and don't get the job, there's this perception there's something missing there. Like for GM jobs, if you interview, you know, over six years for four jobs or five jobs and you don't get the job, they keep giving it to somebody else, there's probably something missing in either your interview skills or something that when you talk to people is not there. But Bill has been, you know, was didn't get the job the first time in Minnesota, but he certainly interviewed and was in the top three with uh, Tom Fitzgerald, who you know, works for, for Jersey. Uh, so he was, he's always been very close to getting the job. So it wasn't like he was getting a courtesy interview and, and then said, they said goodbye. So, you know, I think, and the more times you interview, probably if you're Bill Guerin, you kind of know what they're going to be asking you too. I think, I, I just think there were enough people on Bill's side around the league and said, you know, this guy's really good at what he does. And I think he can be a GM. So what well, remains to be seen? It didn't turn out for Paul Fenton. Um, but that might just have been a, you know, Paul's personality and, and how he dealt with people in his his management team as much as anything. And the mistakes he made, he made some trades that just certainly didn't pan out. And for all we know, two years from now, Bill Guerin could be a complete bust in Minnesota. So does it matter? We don't know. No, I don't, I don't. Or he may be, he'll be, maybe he'll be fine or a rousing success. Could be one of the three. Yeah, I think. We don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know. You don't know. You don't know. But I mean, you know, just, but even the gut feeling part, I mean, that's, that's, you know, and we talk about in this modern day and age of the NHL where we have, you know, obviously lots of people using different analytical tools to judge things. 
I guess when it comes down to making certain hires, you do have to trust your gut and trust your experience. And Leopold reaching out to Rutherford and asking him about Bill Guerin, because Bill Guerin's under his employ. I'm sure Jim Rutherford's not offering this advice up about anybody. But obviously he's, like you said, it's Jim Rutherford. He's, he's a successful organization. And Bill Guerin's been there for years. Like, has it been 10 years since he retired? Uh, I think he retired in 2010. Yeah. So it was nine years. Yeah. So he's been doing this. I mean, and like you said, if he wasn't working out, he wouldn't be there. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just stuck on the gut feeling. Because I mean, well, that, and, you know, sometimes that's what it is. You know, sometimes guys interview better than others for coaching jobs too, which is why some guys don't seem to get, you know, I don't think Todd Nelson with his personality perhaps interviews as well as some other guys if he's looking for a head coaching job. I think of Dallas Akins. Yeah, Dallas has got a much more outgoing personality and such. And maybe it's the same with with GMs too. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to go get, and give Leopold credit. The easiest thing he could have done was, was to give the job to say Ron Hextall in, you know, who's very good too. And it was a, a good general manager in Philadelphia. You could just as easy said, okay, we, we tried with a rookie GM and it didn't pan out. So I got to go back to a guy who's done this before, but he didn't. You know, he went back again with a, you know, uh, a guy who hasn't been the general manager. So give him credit. I mean, it's his team. He's the owner. And ultimately, it was his call. But at least it looks like he did some due diligence. And, and I think in the Paul Fenton thing, they may have interviewed people. But I think in, in the back of Craig's mind, he thought, I know Paul Fenton better than anybody because I was the owner of the So... Paul had a leg up over everybody else, no matter how many people he interviewed. I think in this case, he was more of a, you know, you know, an open competition, perhaps. He went in with, okay, we'll see who's best here. And for now, it's Bill Guerin, good. And like I said, he's in the same conference as the Orders. So Minnesota, now when Minnesota plays the Orders, there's, you know, some sort of connection there, uh, and which the Orders don't get when they, they're playing Pittsburgh twice a year. Like what you heard today? Get more of the Edmonton Journal's and the Edmonton Sun's award-winning journalism complimentary for 30 days at edmontonjournal.com slash podcast or edmontonsun.com slash podcast or both. Why not? That's the Oil Spills podcast for today. You can subscribe to Oil Spills via Apple's podcast app or iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you may access your podcasts. (music) 